Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. Psalms 145 today, please, if you brought a Bible. Psalms 145. I wanted to stop by verse 20 before we go to verse 3. Psalms 145. The Lord preserves all them that love Him. And all the wicked He will destroy. How I many loves the Lord today? I think it pays to get on His side. Because the wicked, God will destroy. Now, on a more lighter note, let's go to the text this morning. I just had to throw it in because I saw it uh, last night. Verse 3, you can read it with me when you get there. Say amen when you get there. Psalms 145, verse 3. Is the little microphone loud enough today, or you got wax in your ears? Is that right? I went to a nurse one time. I had some wax in my ear, and she got it out. You know how she did it? Like a water hose thingy with pressure. It hurt. It wasn't in this side and come out that side. I tell you, it was tough, but we made it. Let's read it. Ready? Go. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. What I want to look at this morning, great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. About 25 years ago, I was, or maybe 30 years, I was at the Tri-City Church, and this guy came from uh, Scotland. His message was this. If I could say it like him. Great is the Lord and greatly to be pleased. And that was it. Is that good? All right, I'll take up an offering here. That was his message. That's all I got out of it. But he said it so many times that it stuck with me. Great is the Lord and greatly to be pleased. But it's true. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. Now here's what the Lord dropped into my little spirit this week. If the devil can steal our praise, he can dampen our joy. This then can make us powerless and ineffective. I don't want no devil to steal my praise. Because the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. No matter whether we feel like it or not, He deserves our praise. He deserves all glory, honor, and praise. If you're in a situation and you feel like that there's no hope, you can praise your way out of it. But that devil wants to stop us from praising God. Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, 
uh, sing praise and verbal praise in the church. I'm talking about the way we live and should praise the Lord. This morning, more specifically, I am speaking of a loud vocal praise in the house of God. First off, dead folk can't praise the Lord. But we have something to praise God about. And when you stop to think about it, we have a lot we can praise God about. We're alive today. We've got something to eat. We've got a place to sleep. Nice air condition. Nice soft chairs. Hallelujah. Something to wear. Huh? Amen. A lot of people don't have that in this old world. And we need to be thankful. But most importantly, we need to be thankful for our salvation. Because God saved our souls and we need to be appreciative of that. Can't buy it. Praise God. Great is the Lord and great is to be praised. I refuse to let the devil steal my praise. Because if we allow him to steal our praise then the joy of the Lord dissipates and goes down, and then where's our strength? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is the fruit of the Holy Ghost working in our lives. When's the last time? One time the devil beat up on me, and I, I, you know, as a faith preacher, I shouldn't say it, but I will, because it was true. I'm not in denial. I was beat up on by the devil one time, several times. But I got up and said, Devil, is that the best you can do? Because you see, folks, I understand that God would not allow anything or anyone to come against me in any way, human or superhuman, that he has already stacked the deck and made a way for me to win. Any situation. And so the devil tries, but he fails every single time. When's the last time we took a licking from the devil? Down for the count, but there was one count left like a boxer, and you get on your feet and laugh at the devil. Is that the best you can do? Believe it or not, that gives glory to God. Amen. We will see as we go through the Bible today that the Lord has some joy in his own self. Amen. And so how many will make a rational decision today? We're going to praise the Lord no matter what it looks like, no matter how we feel, no matter what the devil is trying to do. We will not allow him to steal our praise. Because to repeat, if he steals your praise... Your joy will go down. You'll be just like the world. No reason to live. Now let's look at Psalms 145. And let's look at uh, uh, Psalms 34. I'll get it right. Psalms 34. This is June the 12th. And so I'll try to find my scripture here today. Let's look at verse 1. A psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech. Now, that, that's another message right there. You don't make friends with the devil. No. You don't make friends with him. 
You don't make friends with the devil because his pitchfork will get you in the end. Davis theology. David learned how to change his thinking about God and give God praise. He was a good repenter. He didn't allow the devil to steal his praise. Amen. He got down for a while like all humans, but then he arose to the occasion and won through praise. Who drove him away, and he departed. Then he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. Now, that doesn't mean you have to scream and holler when you get around people, but you can silently have praise in your mouth at all times. All times. Good times, bad times, mountain, valley, drought, flood, people being born, people dying. Huh? No matter what is going on in our lives, the Bible tells us, and really it isn't optional if we want to have victory. I will bless the Lord. Now that's a choice. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. I tell you, and I'm talking to myself too, we can save ourselves a lot of grief, suffering, and heartaches if we would just learn this truth. Amen. Now let's look at Revelation 4.11. Hallelujah. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Thou hast created all things. For thy pleasure they are and were created. That's a little course that we sing. The Lord is worthy to receive glory and honor. And when we come to church on Sunday morning, believe it or not, just our very presence here together, rallying around the cross, brings glory to God. Amen. Amen. Brings honor to God. Hallelujah. Then over in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13 and verse 15 this morning, the writer writing and he said, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God, Continually. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Like the old song says, we need to stop and count our many blessings, name them one by one. And you know, folks, the, the true riches, the true blessings, uh, you can't buy with money. The true riches come from God. And we need to acknowledge that today. How many would say amen to that? We need to acknowledge that. So therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How many, how, how long? Continually. I mean, when we come through the church door, we should offer the praise of God. When we're in the church, we should offer praises to God. 
when we leave the church building, we should offer praises unto God. When we leave a message on the cell phone, we get God in here somewhere. Every bit of our conversation, somewhere in our conversation, we should acknowledge God himself. This brings honor and glory to him. It's a form of praise. Now, prayer is a form of praise. Worship is a form of praise. But primarily today, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. And you know, sometimes it's difficult to praise the Lord when it doesn't look too good. Amen. But that is a test. <laughs> that is a test that we will face in life's journey. Can we praise Him when all hell's breaking loose? <laughs> because you see, if the devil can steal our praise, he can suppress our joy. You know what? Even when we don't feel like praising the Lord, if we will offer the sacrifice of praise, it is apparent that the joy of the Lord will begin to rise up again and we'll feel so much better because we're doing what the Bible says to do. So simple. Now go to Psalms 27, please, this morning. I want to read a few verses of Scripture here in this chapter today. Glory to God. And 27 and verse 6 of the book of Psalms today. We'll read down to verse 14. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. <laughs> Round about me. I mean, they're everywhere. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. Now here we get the joy. Well, he's already been through the praise. Now we've got the joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Paul went on to say in the New Testament that he would sing in the Spirit and sing with the understanding also. So now we have singing in the Holy Ghost prayer language to God and then singing in the interpretation thereof. That is New Testament doctrine and that's what we believe at this church. Amen. Because praying in the Holy Ghost keeps us in the love of God, which is connected to praise and joy. You can't have joy without love. You can't have love without joy and peace and all these things. They go together. It is very probable these qualities of the Holy Spirit starts when we decide to give God praise. Amen. Amen. Now, don't misunderstand me, folks. We don't give God praise for bad stuff that goes on in the world and what happens to people and this and that. No. But we do acknowledge God giving us the victory, and we praise Him in advance for that. Praise God. So I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. And let's drop down to verse 13 for the sake of time. And this is another song we used to sing. 
I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How many of you ever felt like, boy, I'm just, it's just about over for me. I just cannot crawl any further like a worm. You feel that way. But then the instructions, say instructions, are wait on the Lord. <clears throat> Number one, wait on the Lord. That means to serve the Lord, not just sit around some white sheet waiting for the rapture. Serve the Lord, and what you know to do is right. Amen. He's watching. Praise God. Then the next thing, be of good courage. (laughs) Be of good courage. Serve the Lord, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. He shall strengthen your spirit, man. Then he goes on to say, again, wait, I say on the Lord. Serve the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Serve the Lord in praise, worship, and singing, uh, you know, in the congregation. Serve the Lord in your life through the week, not just on Sunday morning. Amen. Serve the Lord 24-7. I know we slip up sometimes, but we're in covenant with God, okay? It isn't an excuse to do wrong, but we do have forgiveness available 24-7. Amen? After all, none of us can sin 490 times in one day. Amen? If God requires a man to forgive 70 times 7 his brother, I think God will do more than what he has command to do. I know that he will, so don't worry about that. You get slipped up, repent, ask for forgiveness, and go on, and glorify the Lord in overcoming. You cannot overcome without the power of the Holy Spirit active in your life. That's the deal right there. Praise brings him. Praise to Jesus brings him. Now, we don't give praise to the Holy Ghost. Hear what I said. The Holy Ghost... If I can say this correctly without you chewing it up too much, the Holy Ghost does not receive worship so much as He helps us worship the Son. Because Jesus said, He, the Holy Ghost, will glorify me. So the Holy Spirit never draws people, believers, away from Christ always to Christ, because Christ alone is worthy. He was the only one in heaven that was worthy to go to the Father God and take the seals and loose the seven seals thereof and judge the coming world. Christ alone. Now we acknowledge the Holy Spirit, we worship in spirit, but the Holy Spirit really doesn't receive worship like Christ does. Amen. But I do talk to him, don't you? He's the best friend we'll ever have on this earth. So be of good courage then. Then when we go to uh, Zephaniah, let's see if we can find Zephaniah. Three seventeen. That's toward the end of the Old Testament there. Zephaniah, Zechariah, Malachi, right in there. Zephaniah says, 
The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. You know, folks, there's nothing like the Spirit of the Lord in manifestation in the congregation. Nothing like it anywhere except there. Amen. You really can't separate the Father and the Son and the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is in our midst in manifestation and power, then Christ is here. So is the Father God. I mean, it's a spiritual thing, but they're one. On the other hand, you can't separate, you can't make three gods. So there's one God in three persons, known respectively today as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. They bear record on the earth, so forth and so on. But when we begin to look at the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Jesus is the one that baptizes the believer with the Holy Ghost and fire. Not the Father. So the revelation of the Godhead is contained in the Scripture, the only book in this world that reveals who God really is and who we are. Amen. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. Uh, that word save also means he will deliver. Now look at this as the writer gets under the, a special unction here, and he says, He will rejoice over thee with joy. He was talking about God. God will rejoice over you with joy. God will rest in his love. God will joy over thee with singing. And I've never thought about it before, but you know, God's a good musician, man. And he's the best singer in the universe. <laughs> But to have God to sing over us because he's delighted with us and happy with us and we bring him joy. Therefore, he has joy. He rejoices and he's in perfect love. God is love. But then he begins to sing over us. And how in the world? Do we believe the word of God or not? I mean, how in the world can we get so down and out sometimes? Uh, we're human flesh. You know, the flesh is what hinders us. The old man, the old nature is against the spiritual things of God. It must be crucified and killed out. Amen. That's a process sometimes. But it's a wonderful thing to know the Lord thy God in the midst of us is mighty. Praise God. If I had something bad wrong with me, whether it be physical, spiritual, mental, my only hope is God. The best place to be when you've got a big, big problem is in the midst of the power of the Holy Ghost and stay there until you're refreshed and walk out with the joy. I don't care what people think. What's a chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? They got their own mess to deal with. But when it gets serious and critical, I've got to find the power of the Holy Ghost and I've got to get in Him. He's got to get in me. I learned how to yield and let Him rejuvenate my spirit, soul, and body. There is no hope outside of God Almighty, but thank God He is. Thank God He will not fail us nor forsake us. But I see too many people running this way and that way, and God is the last thing on their mind. That is 
foolish, foolish, foolish. So it'll come a time God can turn a deaf ear and then it's all over. We need to fear God a little bit. Amen now. now. He didn't want us to serve him in that mode, but then when you rebel against his ways of operating, then there's nothing left. See? So we got a little sense today, don't we, folks? Amen. Just do what's right. Do what is right. We'll be okay. What is right this morning? Praising God is right. I don't understand the church that wants to hush it down here. Throw a wet blanket over the congregation. I don't understand that. Of course, the preacher gets blamed for that. Well, the preacher won't let the Spirit move in the church. Blam, blam, blam. Would you be quiet? I struggle and plead with the Lord for the power of the Holy Spirit to move in this church. And if you don't want Him, you're in the wrong church. Go on down to the first church the Frigidaire and find you a dark hole and crawl in it. I'm like David. I've got fi- to find the Lord. Yeah, He's not far from us. But there's a time and a place for everything. We've got to be instructed in the ways the Lord taught the will of God and it'll bring us to a place of a spiritual renewing in the Holy Ghost. And our joy will be strengthened then mightily. So the power of God is what we need. You know, the power of God can destroy a cancer tumor. I've seen a few of them shrink. And I believe as the coming of the Lord draws nigh, that He's going to increase His power in His congregational church, the real church. The others will fake it. The real church will have the real deal. And we're going to begin to experience, thank God, a little more, a whole lot more of the power of God with miracles, signs, and wonders confirming the Word of God. It must be so. God's waiting on us. Are we desperate enough for it? I think there's nothing left, nothing else. I look at this world, there's no hope. I look at our kids coming up, there's no hope if they don't get a hold of God. If they don't get a hold of God, there's no hope for them. They're going to run out there with Baal and the Philistines and be destroyed unless they get a hold of God. You say, you preach too rough. No, I'm just saying like it is. There is no hope without God in our midst. We've got, to, we've got to come into this revelation that God is for us and He's a powerful God. Nothing's impossible and uh, we've got to lay aside our petty differences and, and be a good politician for Christ, you know. We've got to learn how to reach across the aisle there and, you know, make friends with the, those on the left and those on the right. <clears throat> As a symbolic gesture today, Danny... Reach over there, brother, and just stretch your hand across the aisle and say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> no Democrat, no Republican. Forget it. <laughs> Amen. The joy of the Lord's our strength. When we get in one accord, God's going to move. That's the problem. That's what a preacher must deal with, is how do we get the congregation in one accord? Well, you got to preach stuff out. It isn't my fault. People go with their little demon. Then you've got to preach stuff in. 
It's God's way. But when we get to a certain place and jump over this, the Holy Ghost fence, so to speak, we'll get in one accord, and all of our needs will be met according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Without exception. I don't care what it is. Glory to God. So how do we get in one accord? Well, we can start off by being a little more friendly. Amen. We, we get in one accord as the Holy Spirit moves and draws us into oneness with Jesus. Man, if I'm, in, if I'm in a spirit and at one with Jesus, I'm at one with you if you're born again. Your brother or sister, we're one. If you don't like me, you better pray because we're, we're going to, by the grace of God, live in heaven. You're going to be a shine in my boots. <laughs> well, you can't disprove it, so there. <laughs> Praise God, hallelujah. Zephaniah, man. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Praise God. Now let's look at Romans 14, 17. Hallelujah. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God. Oh, man. We did a series on that one time. I don't know what I'm going to be teaching on when I go to Africa here in 30 days. and It's starting to it's starting to get upon me now, and I'm starting to fret about it a little bit. Not fret, but be spiritually concerned. The kingdom of God. What did Jesus preach? The kingdom of God. Then Paul goes on to say, the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink our natural things. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to make a statement now, and I hope you understand this. There is no real joy outside the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's superficial, worldly. That's the reason you can buy a new car and you love it for a while, and then after a few months, oh well, don't clean it out anymore, you know. Because everything this world has is temporary. It will not satisfy our souls. We'll never be happy. Some of the most miserable people on earth are those that win the lottery. I know some of you, well, I'll buy a lottery ticket, and if I win it, I'll tithe on it, Lord. Hallelujah. And why don't you just keep your money or put it in the offering? That's a lot better than... uh, Winning a lottery ticket, don't you think? See, greed is will 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 zap your praise. Now, joy in the Holy Ghost. Say it with me, joy in the Holy Ghost. Y'all say, my preacher, I was filled with the Holy Ghost forty years ago. Hallelujah. Yeah, long ago, long ago. They love to tell what happened long ago. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> you read the book of Acts, they were filled with the Holy Spirit many times. In fact, when Paul says, Be not drunk with wine or excess, but be filled with the Spirit, that's a continual thing. Not just one time zapping. It's a continual flowing of the Spirit. 
and I've learned this about the Holy Ghost, you cannot stay filled with the Holy Spirit if you don't give out the Holy Spirit. The opposite of the ways of the world. You must give out if you want to receive back from God. The deal is, God will give us back more of himself than we give out. That's how you really get filled and stay filled. So we've got to find somebody to empty out on. And I don't mean dump on. Hello, somebody. Uh, This is not a trash can right here. Amen. We need to watch what we're saying now because it has a way of boomeranging and coming back. Doesn't it? Maybe we're just reaping some of our negative words while we don't have any praise and joy this morning. I think this church speaks less negative words than any group of people I know. But still, we could get some improvement, don't you think? We need to speak life. God gives life, but we need to cooperate with what God wants to do. See? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. They that love us eat the fruit thereof. So if life's in the power of the tongue, then you give out. God is life. You give out essence so you can receive more. We need to give out. Amen. Now, there's a scripture in Psalms 27 and verse 13. Back to David again. I was kind of thinking about him a little bit. Psalms 27, 13 this time. Now I've already done that one. So let's go to Isaiah 40, 29. This is the last scripture today. And strangely enough, this is another little song that we used to sing around here. Psalms 40, 29. And I'll take it back. The, the, the last verse, Psalms 27 is the one we sang. This one, uh, he gives power to the faint, to them that have no might, he increases strength. Amen. How many believes it? I was on that here a couple weeks ago. He gives power to the faint. So there are times, yes, we do get a little weak, it seems. But the Lord is faithful. He comes and gives us power and strength to the faint. So then the Holy Spirit comes upon those that need him. We get to where we have no might. He increases strength. Hallelujah. So that's one of the requirements then to have our praise restored and our joy full. Just to admit we need God. The Holy Spirit was given to help us operate in the kingdom principles that Christ set in motion so long ago. Praise the Lord. Let's stand to our feet today. It rains on the just and the unjust. Amen. And how many today will just acknowledge with me that yes, we need to press in the kingdom of God now and begin to receive what God has for us? How many will? Amen. So let's make a rational decision today that we want to press into Jesus, press into his kingdom, and let him anoint us like he wants.
Amen. I think we need to get like, was it Martha or Mary? One of those ladies sat at the feet of the Lord and the other one was busy working. I think it was Martha sat at his feet. And the other one was busy about many things, but we need to get like the one that, that set the feet of Christ and just let him minister to us. Amen. You know, he's the best friend we'll ever have. Praise God. He loves us all equal. There are no real pets in the church. Christ loves each one equal. He bought and paid for us with his own blood. So that's good enough for me, and that's where we are today. Praise the Lord. And I think we need to praise God all the time. Enjoy today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zionward Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zionward Ministries International.